Today's show is brought to you by BarkBox.com. Get one free extra month of BarkBox at GetBarkBox.com slash profit. Now, it's time to get profitable. This is the Personal Profitability Podcast with Eric Rosenberg. Hey there, profiteers. Welcome back to the Personal Profitability Podcast for episode number 82. Now, thank you so much for all of your support and outreach I've had since the fires and the new baby came. Your last week's episode, if you missed it, definitely go back and check that out. I go just personally, there's no ads, there's no interview. I just go through the story of what I went through the week of the Thomas fire, getting evacuated from my home, then having my wife go into labor and having to drive back to Ventura through flames on both sides of the car to have our new baby girl, who I am happy to say is home and happy and healthy and everything's good with baby and mama. And we are back to our regular personal profitability-ing today. So today we have an awesome guest, Jamila's background. She did not know everything about money, recognized that gap in her financial education, and she took the steps to become a serious money expert. She is a certified financial education instructor, so she really knows the stuff, and she tries to not just talk the talk, she tries to walk the talk and does great things with her own money. In 2016, she and her husband saved over $85,000. And this year, they're on track to save $93,000 by the end of the year, which I think is pretty awesome. And most people would just wish they could make $93,000 a year, let alone save it. So definitely listen and hear what she has to say, because she has lots of gems and good tidbits of advice for us in this episode, which we'll get to in about one minute right after this. Long-time listeners probably have heard from special guests Yogi and Tribble. Yes, I'm talking about my dogs that bark in the background sometimes, but even though they might speak up when I don't want to hear them on the podcast, they're still part of the family just like the rest of us. So for my dogs, I want to give them the best treats, and that's what BarkBox is all about. For humans, BarkBox is a delivery of four to six natural treats and super fun toys curated around a surprise theme each month. For dogs, BarkBox is like the joy of a million belly scratches. If you want to get one free month, head to getbarkbox.com profit and see what your dog might enjoy. You might have a little fun with it too. All right, ladies and gentlemen, well, I am excited to welcome today's guest, Jamila Soufrant. Are you ready to get profitable? I sure am. Awesome. Well, let's dive in. So you are a certified financial education instructor. How did your career and life path take you to taking on that role? Oh, my goodness. You want it from like the beginning or just the abbreviated (laughs) version? Whatever version you feel most comfortable and excited about. So I was raised by a single mom and I wasn't necessarily taught money lessons growing up. I wasn't intentionally taught anything about money. But what I did see was her working hard to provide for me. And we also were immigrants. We came here from Jamaica, the island, (laughs) and we didn't have much. So seeing her work hard really taught me the value of money at a really early age. And because of that, I always knew I wanted to be wealthy or rich. And I didn't know how I was going to make that possible. Started working at 14, went to college, got a good paying internship. And when I graduated, I graduated a full-time job 
And for so I would say for most of my 20s, I was just working and spending unintentionally. I didn't really have much focus with my money. I got into debt. I, I bought some things I re- would never buy now. But for most part, my 20s were just spending because in my head, I just thought the only way I could become rich was to create like a big company and become an op- entrepreneur. And I did try to start some things and they never panned out. And so I just said, oh, I guess I have to just work until I'm old and gray and retire like everyone else. And it wasn't until my early 30s where I was pregnant with my first child and I was on my long commute. So I have a long commute to work. And How I long? really just... I. It's about an hour and a half one way. Yeah, that, that's crazy. a rough one. Is it on the train at least? You can listen to some no, podcasts? No, it's not. Well, it's driving. So that's part of my story is that I started listening to a lot of podcasts <laughs> because <laughs> I had so much time in the car and I found these podcasts about people retiring early and reaching financial independence. And one day it took me, I think it was like three hours like to get home and I was Ooh. pregnant with my first son. And I remember coming home and I just burst like crying like to my husband. I was like, I can't, I can't do this forever. And by that time I was listening to these podcasts about people retiring early. And I said to myself, I have to figure out a way to do this. Like I have to figure something out where I don't have to depend on a paycheck. And it didn't really matter where the job was because, um, you know, I could probably get a job closer or something that was more convenient, but it wasn't about that. I saw the bigger picture. I saw that I didn't want to be beholden to a job or to a situation that I wasn't 100% in love with that didn't serve my soul. And so through my evolution of learning about financial independence, I created a plan where I I wanted to become financially independent by the time I was 40 years old. And I made that goal when I was about 33. So that was last year. And I just started looking at what investments were available to us, where we currently were with our finances, brought the idea to my husband and said, listen, we got to we got to up our savings rate if this is going to happen. And he luckily got on board with me. Um, So we sat down, we had some meetings and we started to increase what we were saving and investing. And through that, we saved and invested eighty five thousand dollars in two thousand and uh, 16 and this year, 2017. Yeah. So, I mean, we really just like kicked it into overdrive because in 2015, like we, we didn't save or invest half of that. And so the goal is when I, when I started to like go on this intentional journey, I created journey to launch as an outlet to, to just share my journey. And what started to happen was as I started to share more of my story and some of the numbers that naturally inspired people and they wanted to understand what I was doing and how I was doing it. And so it just it morphed from more of accountability blog and and platform to then me saying, wow, like this actually could turn into something that not only where I'm helping other people, but maybe this is what I retire into. Maybe this is like my side hustle that could become my full-time hustle at some point. And so I started to focus on Journey to Launch, decided to get my education instructor certificate that you mentioned in the beginning, just to help me better understand how to teach about money. And from there started the podcast and I've been rolling along ever since. I love it. So uh, you mentioned early on that in your 20s, you made a couple financial decisions, some purchases you might not make again. You want to share any of those? Like, what, <laughs> what, what did your pre-money thinking self do wrong that that current self would say, shame on you for doing? <laughs> I did do some right things in my 20s. Like I did buy my first condo when I was 20. I, oh, I put down on it when I was 22 and I moved in when I was 24. That was like the best financial decision I'd, I'd ever made, like even to date in my life. But also because I was like, oh, I bought a, I bought a condo at 24. Like I'm good. I started to kind of just like not be as intentional with everything else. So I did buy a luxury car 
And it was like the most insane decision because I still had that long commute. And so I was driving this luxury car that took premium gas back and forth every day. You know, it wasn't the smartest, but it did feel really good. I must admit (laughs) at the time, (laughs) you know, it it fed my ego. And so at the time it was great. And then, you know, I bought like bags and I was more into um, luxury items back then. Uh, And so those are some of the things I wouldn't do now because I have a different set of priorities. You know, I love that you mentioned priorities. And I think that is like the biggest concept in personal finance. So so many people don't think about because my friend Paula Pant says it best. I I always use her line. She says, you can't afford everything, but you can afford anything. And I think that's absolutely true. You know, if you're out buying, you know, um, Jimmy Choo shoes and new BMWs every couple of years, of course, it's going to feel like you're broke because that's where, where your money is going. You're, you're speaking your priorities with your dollars. And if you rein that in a little bit and stop worrying about what everyone else is doing and think about what you really care about and put your money into that, it's it's a lot easier to find you know, money not lying around, but it's a lot easier to find that money if you're not just wasting it and blowing it on something else. No, I was going to say, and it's all relative because, I mean, for me, I don't have unlimited money. Like, we, you know, my husband and I living in New York City, we make relatively good money to be here and to save that much. But it's not unlimited. So, therefore, it's just like if it's a choice between putting that extra amount in our retirement accounts and investment accounts or our, our emergency fund, I'd rather do that than spend it, you know, on like you said, some shoes. But I guess some people I may have the funds to be able to do that and and reach their financial goals. A lot of people don't. <laughs> They're sacrificing one for the other. But yeah, it's all relative. You know, you talk a lot about helping other people, you know, follow that same path that you're on right now, your your current seven year plan. But you know, when talking about side hustles and other income opportunities, what is your top advice for people who don't have a side hustle yet, they're like, you know, I want to do something. I don't know what I should do. And they just keep getting hung up starting. What would you tell them to you know, break through and to get them started? Well, I'll say that everyone has like a skill or a talent that they could capitalize on. And it could be like the most simple thing. I mean, it could just be that you're a responsible person and you like dogs. So therefore you can start walking dogs in the neighborhood. You know, like there's, I think there's always a way for people to make extra money. And I love the side hustles that are low cost to start up because I think that's ideal, especially if you're in a situation where you're trying to get out of debt or you have some financial goals you want to meet. You don't want to like spend or go into debt to, to start something, right? You want to start something that you can like make money relatively quickly. And so I'd say that it doesn't have to be like a grand idea. It doesn't have to be the next Google. Like if you're thinking about trying to bring an extra income, it could be just as simple as selling unused items in your house or babysitting. Like it could be things that, again, people overlook because it seems so simple, but there's money to be made because, you know, there's a service you can provide for someone. So I'd say just really look at what you're good at, what your friends come to you, that what they want you to do for them and think how you can capitalize on it. Whatever your friends ask you to do for you is often a great way to make money. I did that myself, actually. I was started helping friends build websites after I built my website. And I built a few websites for myself. And I had a few friends come up to me and say, hey, we'd love you to help me you know, with my website. Is that something you do? And before you know it, I was charging for it. So uh, you know, that's great advice. I love that. So for people who they're kind of making the money, they're trying to figure things out, they have a decent income, but they just feel like they're not getting ahead. What are the biggest questions that you see people come to you with um, when you're out doing classes and when you're working with people online that 
can help them you know start getting rolling getting ahead rather than keep being stuck in that cycle feeling like you're in paycheck to paycheck mode i would say that a lot of people even if they're making good money a lot of things are just in their head a lot of times i'd ask someone if they have a budget and which is like the dreaded B word that no one likes to say or follow. And they'll say in my head, I have a budget or I kind of understand. I kind of know what I spend. And I'd say that a lot of that is you really, really, I know it sounds like a lot of work, but it's really not once you get the hang of it that you really need to track your spending and create a plan for your money. It can fly out of your bank account in your hands like that if you're not careful, because spending a dollar, spending $10 here or there doesn't seem like much at the time, but it all adds up. So I'd say the first like thing that people should start doing if they're considering like, wow, how do I optimize my finances better and make more of what I currently have? It's really tracking what you're currently spending and how you can optimize that a bit better. So a budget or if you want to call it a freedom, I like calling it a freedom plan because it sounds like a little bit more positive or yeah, better. Like that. You're um, but way. yeah, yeah. Kind of like, all right, you know, like you just have to you have to create a plan for your money so you can understand where it's going and where you want it to go. And do you have any favorite budgeting tools? Like, what do you use yourself to track your budget? I actually use YNAB, which is, I guess, pretty popular and yeah, like, YNAB. you know, a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, YNAB, um, which I heard they're just, they're increasing their rates. So, I mean, <laughs> oh, Jesse. Actually, I know the guy who runs it. So I'm, I'm oh, calling yeah. you out, I Jesse. Mean, no. <laughs> uh oh. But I think it's a great service. So I think at the end of the day, that the rate that it's going to, it's, it's probably well worth it. But in, you know, even if it's pen and paper, even if it's an Excel workbook, I think the whole point is you do need to track and you need to see where your money is going. I've used like every single personal finance tool because I'm a money nerd and I have been for a long time. My favorite is personal capital is the one I use. I have a link to send you to if you're interested in signing up. That's at uh, personalprofitability.com slash personal capital. And another big one is mint.com. So there's, there's a handful of free tools out there. Uh, YNAB is a paid one, but what I like about YNAB, what's really cool, is it's like a budget to zero kind of budgeting platform. So you give every single dollar a job, which is a little different than the way a lot of people think about budgeting is kind of like limited buckets. Once you have that budget in place, you know, for people looking to save, uh, where are your favorite places for savings and investments for most people today? So when you talk about like the types of accounts, like I be I like the pre-tax investment accounts, especially if you have good fees um, and they're not outrageous so that you can lower your tax burden, be tax efficient. Like I, I am all for maxing those out if you can. And then, of course, Roth IRAs. But like when you specifically talk about the types of investments, I like index funds. You know, I don't have time to research stock picks and um, kind of try to beat the market. So I'm a big fan of index investing and just kind of riding with the market. So those are like, you know, my favorite accounts and then just types of accounts and then types of investments. I agree. High five for index funds. I actually just lifted my <laughs> hand up like I was doing a high five, even though you're not here. <laughs> do you ever do that? You're like, that's a fun thing about I podcasting. Do. Like, I feel like we're in the same room, right? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Thank you so much for taking the time. This has been a lot of fun chatting. If people want to connect with you, they want to learn more about what you're doing, a journey to launch, everything you're up to, where should they go? Find me at journeytolaunch.com. There you can find the blog and the podcast. You can listen directly on the site or you can listen to anywhere you listen to podcasts. So on iTunes, on Stitcher, SoundCloud. You can even find it on YouTube. I also am on Journey to Launch on all social media. So that's Twitter, Instagram, 
Facebook, and I have a private Facebook group if you want to come and get to know me better and join my journeyers. So, you know, everyone, everyone that has like a following, like has to like name them. So my people are journeyers. So if you want to come join us and join the journey to launch the financial freedom, you can join us in the private Facebook. I like it. Profiteers and journeyers unite. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for for taking the time to chat with us today, everyone. All of those links that were just mentioned, everything will be in the show notes. You can find that at personalprofitability.com slash blog or in whatever podcast player you're listening to. Hopefully they show up. They show up in the one I use. So thank you so much and uh, have an awesome rest of your day. Thank you, Eric. Well, there's the wraps on another one, ladies and gentlemen. As always, please take a few minutes. It means the world to me and helps people find the show. It's the most helpful thing you could do for this show to go to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and a good positive review that helps other people know what the show's about. If you don't think I earned five stars, please shoot me an email, eric at personalprofitability.com and tell me what I can do better or just what you want to know, what you want to learn about on this show because at the end of the day, it is all about you. So thank you as always for sticking around till the end and until next time, stay profitable. Stay profitable.